0: And we're back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And this is episode 118. We kind of lost count. We were still in the 110 somewhere. Not exactly at 120, but 118 sounds good. Dirty Ugly, Big Ugly, Fit fit, Ugly. Uh, You know, it sounds good to me. Sound good to you? Sounds good to me. All right. You know what else sounds good? is our guests that are here with us right now. Uh, The one and only hashtag, no hashtag, king of non-social media. One and only CM Funk is with us again. Welcome.
1: Oh, man. What What an introduction. Thank you, guys.
0: As always,
1: happy to be here
0: happy to have you here and uh with some new pictures up on his zoom cast there which you can see on the dirty ugly wrestling facebook page because we're going to talk about it it is the one and only formerly known as jason justin tucker but now we know him as the one and only jt wrestling welcome back
2: great to be back
0: Great to have you here. And uh, there is a picture on our Zoomcast. I'm going to talk about it right now. And uh, again, check it out on our Facebook page. It's all over the social media. Just recently, uh, before recording this podcast, uh, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast took over suite number 67 at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Shout out to Anders and a little shout out to Pat. She was a little bit uh, hardcore on us, but definitely Anders. Uh, He's the man. But anyway. Uh, we had a good time all four of us that are on this podcast right now and a lot of family and friends of the fit ugly and that is all responsible to him thank you so much fit ugly for that wonderful experience
3: oh yeah absolutely man it was great uh having everybody out uh, i think we had a good time and and we got the w so
0: we got the w we had the w for <laughs> nine innings or so and then it got interesting didn't it cm funk
1: you know, it, it, it got it got a little 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 closer than it needed to be. You know, down down to the last out, but that's why you play all nine innings. You know, so um, at the end of the day, five nothing or five four, a win's a win. So there you a go, a
0: win. Yeah, that, that is right. A win is a win. And JT wrestling, how about it? That was a win is a win. It was some good food, good times, and uh, you know the Orioles are just kicking butt this year. Did you enjoy yourself?
2: I did enjoy myself.
0: That's good. good, good.
1: Hey, hey you, you, you said you said food. Speaking of food, um, would anybody like a pretzel? Like <laughs> <laughs> just, uh...
2: yo.
0: <laughs> thanks to Anders and thanks to the hospitality team at Oriole Park at Camden Yards on the suite level, we just happened to walk out with uh, a few more orders of, uh, several cinnamon pretzels, regular pretzels, dipping sauces, pretzel nuggets. Um, Mm. you know, we had the opportunity to sell them on the way, uh, from the parking lot in the car. We were talking about that. Uh, you know, we didn't do it. We got in a little traffic on the way out. We could have actually given them away or sold them while we were waiting. Um, but we all have leftovers. I believe still at this point, (laughs) uh, the pretzels were good.
1: Yeah. I can't, I I can't look at another carb. I'm just saying.
0: (laughs) Cheat day turned into cheat week. (laughs) Um, but we had hot dogs, we had Mac and cheese, we had chicken tendies, we had regular, uh, Pepsi. We had Pepsi zero sugar. Uh, we had water, uh, you know, we had Crab crab dip, which was wonderful. I had a lot of that. And then, um, you know, uh, crab dipper, you know, dippers for the crab dip and, uh, chips, uh, that got refilled a lot. Yeah. Pizza. We did have that too. Uh, we had a good time. So, uh, thank you very much. And as of right now, as we are recording this podcast, just recently, like an hour ago, the Orioles and, and, and take note of this because then the seven years we've been doing this podcast, we have been nowhere close to saying this. The Orioles are in first place in the American league East. The percentage win is six 11 right now. And the percentage win for Tampa Bay who lost today is six Oh six. So we are five percentage points ahead and we are about almost a hundred games through this season, after the all-star break, we are in first freaking place, ladies and gentlemen. How y'all feel about that?
2: Excited.
0: I feel Britain. it. I mean, we're so we're,
2: I mean it's
0: amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's it amazing. It's it's, it's
1: it's absolutely amazing. amazing.
0: It's amazing. And uh, you know, we are actually uh again when we're listening to this. Next four games we're playing in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is on a real bad streak of being injured and sucking. So, you know, hey, you can win the first 13 games of the year. But if you don't, you know, bring it up in the last half of the season, it don't matter. Uh, Just like the movie Moneyball, you can win 102 games in the regular season. But if you don't win the last one, it don't matter. But anyway, Orioles, fantastic. Great, great stuff happening right there. Okay. This is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. That was a tangent. That is what we do. On this episode, episode 118, we're going to talk about money in the bank results. We're going to talk about AEW Forbidden Door and AEW Collision. We're going to talk about a little bit of a SummerSlam preview because our next episode 119 is going to be on the day of SummerSlam 2023 from Detroit. And later on in the third segment of our podcast we are going to have a guest back on the podcast that we have not had for a while but i was just on his show he's coming back to ours the pvd cast it's john orlando independent professional wrestler movie buff comic buff he likes wrestling he likes pro wrestling he's he he likes a lot of different things and the pvd cast which you can find uh on social media facebook all that stuff that cm funk does not know anything about um amen (laughs) a men uh you can but yeah definitely stick around for all three segments of this show now before we jump into all that um bit fit ugly fit ugly you had brought up and and we're gonna let people think about this and let it simmer and we're gonna come back and talk about it in the second part of the uh, podcast here but you had a challenge for us you, you mentioned it to us at the suite that was too sweet in the Orioles. What, you had a couple of challenges for us. What were those challenges?
3: Yes. So uh, the challenge was we were thinking about uh, we always talk about the Mount Rushmore every year, like the Mount Rushmore, most people do. I was challenging you guys to come up with the women's Mount Rushmore, mm. the Woo. women's Mount Rushmore. <laughs>
0: Yes. So keep that in mind, dirty, ugly podcast listeners, uh, dirty, ugly wrestling podcast, because we're going to talk about that in the second segment, we're going to go into lengthy detail of why, why not, who should be in the hall of fame, all this other stuff, that, that wonderful conversation. Um, so please, please keep that in mind. Uh, yes, we're going to talk about that because that's a very important topic. Now. All right. Let's talk about first money in the bank. Uh, It happened not too long after our last podcast, not too, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we're recording now. uh, And it happened from London, England, I believe it was. Um, You know, there were some surprises. There was 18,885 in the O2 Arena on July 1st, and it was a good show. I'm going to go around the table, just see how y'all enjoyed the show. First of all, Jason, Justin Tucker, JT Wrestling, as you are known now. How did you like the show?
2: I enjoyed
0: it. It was it was a good show. Okay, nothing rubbed you the wrong way.
2: No, all the matches were good.
0: Good, good to hear it. Fit ugly. How about you?
2: Along the lines of JT,
3: I think that it was a good show. Um, the Money in the Bank winner was not as I expected. Um, mm. I can't say I called that one at all.
0: Neither of them. Actually, um, no,
3: yeah, neither. Yeah, neither of them. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, I thought the main event was great. Um, I liked the way it was handled uh, with the, you know, uh, the bloodline civil war. Um, The Cena, the Cena thing was kind of like, okay, but I mean, I got that. They wanted to use Cena to kind of promote the idea of bringing WrestleMania to London, but uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was a good show
0: absolutely and uh before i hit cm funk with this john cena that is interesting made a surprise appearance at money in the bank nobody knew he was coming he came out to basically put over the fact that wrestlemania needs to be in london at some point in time and we will talk about that shortly but then it was i believe grayson waller uh was it yeah i believe it's grayson waller this time uh who came out i I want to say austin theory but that was last time (laughs) that's over um Grayson Waller came out. uh, That guy, you know, the guy who beat John Cena at WrestleMania this this past year, Um, but ain't seen nothing since. But anyway, yeah, he's done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh, John Cena made a return two years ago, 2021 at Money in the Bank that kind of came out of nowhere, which was which was kind of cool. So two years uh, to the event actually happened. So CM Funk, what did you think about Money in the Bank? What did you think about John Cena, who has not been your favorite? Uh, at all times, but you've kind of jumped on the bandwagon here and there.
1: You know, it's 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 funny. Like I actually had to go back and look at the match card for Money in the Bank because I really couldn't remember anything about it. <laughs> uh, I got I, like, it in front the, of me too. Right, uh, like yeah, like even the Money in the Bank like winners, like you know, yeah, I guess I know who they are, you know, because you know every week now they're on TV with their briefcase and all. But I was like, I had to refresh my memory, and then I was like. Oh, yeah. The best thing that happened was John Cena coming out of nowhere. Like, you know, <laughs> right. Exactly. Me, of all people saying that. So, um, yeah, I mean, overall, though, I mean, the show was the show was good. You know, it was, it, was, it was a good show. The Civil War stuff was anything bloodline related is still fantastic. So, so good yeah. show.
0: I mean, it wasn't. uh, Yeah, it definitely wasn't one of their best overall uh, premium live. I keep wanting to do that. Premium live events. I mean, but it was it was it was solid. It just wasn't extravagant. And the most exciting thing, the most surprising thing was John Cena. Okay, let's go through the results quickly and then we'll go around the room and we'll see how everybody feels about that. So uh in the first match of the night which was the men's money in the bank match which was interesting uh to say the least to put it there but i understand why um damian priest wins uh that was the that was a little bit of a surprise but uh with all the judgment day stuff that's going on continually i guess i get it but uh there was no way butch was gonna win logan paul which some of us thought was going to win Logan Paul and Ricochet happen to be in a, in a feud now where somebody else needs to cut the promos, no offense to (laughs) Logan Paul, but, uh, lots of offense to Ricochet love him, but the microphone tear, I, I don't know, just let these guys, Work in the ring and not kill each other and not talk. But anyway, Santos Escobar, who's a great hand, but no way he's going to win in England, being from uh, Latin America, Mexico, all that kind of stuff, Puerto Rico. And Shinsuke Nakamura, who's a, a veteran at this point, um, you know, just in there to make anybody else look good, which is great and looks like there may be a little bit of a kind of heel, I don't want to say heel turn, but just kind of indifference right now with him. But we'll see. But here's the guy, L a night that's what i want to talk about yeah uh that's what i want to talk about because apparently everybody else in the match was a dummy yeah dummy yeah um the dummy button that was great in tna wrestling uh way back in the day um since cm funk you shouted it out um obviously this guy's gotten over a hell of a lot more and a hell of a lot quicker than anybody else thought and I definitely don't think the WWE machine was behind him to get this over at this point um they teased it a couple of times in the match he is over everywhere and I know you don't know about this but his social media presence is kicking WWE up to like a thousand it's a, it's a wonderful thing but what do you think about LA Knight? yeah
1: yeah um you know <clears throat> let me talk to you um <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah i had no problem with him not winning the money in the bank would it have been a cool moment of course yes the crowd in london was hot for him it would have been great but story-wise it made so much more sense to put it on damien priest since then their main event players and stuff like that the whole judgment day deal so you know it's cool and L.A. Knight's going to get his, you know, I feel like Triple H, if anybody is going to go ahead and let him have his moment. I think the fan base just needs to, like, let it happen instead of forcing trying to force it to happen. You know, I think we've said it in the past where, you know, you can't give the fans everything that they want all the time because it just then it just kills the product. Mm,
2: Right.
1: Um, So I think, you know, let's let it ride, you know, And, and L.A. Knight's now starting to have his moments so uh let's see what happens
0: true that true that and to bank on that point you look in the that entire list of people that i ran off in the match damian priest is the only one with any substantial week-to-week stories uh out of any of those people uh at this point in time so that made the most sense looking back on it and then going forward uh we'll go to fit ugly what did you think about Damian priest winning and the judgment day as it is now and moving forward.
3: So I I definitely felt, I was definitely shocked. Right. And and it's not that I didn't feel like priest should do it. I I think it was shocked because I feel like out of the judgment day, he is the least over person. Um, and I think that, but after seeing where they're going with it, I think it was the right move. I personally thought that it might be Logan Paul. Um, that would do it like just as a shock value. Um, But I could see how WWE might be hesitant to have a, a celebrity be the one cashing in the money in a bank, you know, Um, Mm. as far as LA Knight is concerned, I thought LA Knight obviously might have a chance because he is so over, but I actually love what they're doing with LA Knight, because I think that he starting him, keeping him down in the mid card, brings more relevancy to that particular card because he's over and i like the fact that it's not and it's like dominant like dom right dom is probably i would say the top heel in the business at this point right like he can't even speak without getting booed however (laughs) they're having him win the nxt championship you you know what i mean so it's like utilizing over people and not just shooting them to the top of the card just because the fans love them so much So, I think it's a good judgment call on that. Um, So, Priest went in. uh, It was cool.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned something. And Dirty Dominic Mysterio, actually, at the time we're recording this podcast, last night on NXT, did win the North American Championship uh, with the help of all of the Judgment Day, actually. Um, So, right now, you've got uh, Damian Priest with the money in the bank. You've got Rhea Ripley with the NXT Women's Championship or the WWE NXT Women's Championship, whichever one it is. Um, you've got Dirty Dom with an NXT title, which I don't know how often he's going to be down there or defending it up top because he's definitely on a SmackDown card. He needs to be on a main event card. Um, he needs to be in arenas with 10 15,000 people, not just a 1,000 that are in NXT. He needs that heat because um, it's just organic like you said at this point. His name is mentioned anywhere and he doesn't even have to be around and it gets booed. Um JT Wrestling, I want to ask you as far as the match is concerned, going on first, Damian Priest winning. Uh did you have any notes or takeaways uh from this match?
2: No, I I agree with most of the other other opinions on Damian Priest has the most going on right now. Um so they just put it on the best person because like everyone said, Logan Paul is going to be in and out doing others, doing his, doing his podcast, doing other celebrity stuff. So it didn't make any sense.
0: Mm. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, an overall pretty entertaining match, some decent spots. Uh, nobody got destroyed or seriously injured, which is also good. Um, so, yeah, fantastic. As we go down the card, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez defeated Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler to win the Women's Tag Team Championship. Um, and good for them, uh, but uh, Ronda Rousey turned on Shayna Baszler mid-match.
1: Nope, nope, nope. Shayna Baszler turned on Ronda Rousey. I,
0: I meant to say it that way. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, Ronda's the – it's interesting because Shayna did the turn, but Ronda's playing the heel now uh it's uh, it's interesting um but those two will face off at SummerSlam, uh and most likely that'll be the last we see of ronda rousey for a while uh but you're you're right cm funk thank you for the correction there um
1: sorry yeah just uh well well, make sure people don't you know you don't we don't need anybody calling in on the show and like you know dirty on these things so dirty and ugly yeah let's
0: you know, it's what it is. And it looks like Raquel Rodriguez is going to step up to uh, Rhea Ripley as well. Uh, but, that, you know, we'll talk about SummerSlam a little bit later on. Gunther uh, defeated Matt Riddle, retaining the Intercontinental Championship. And Drew McIntyre came out at the end of the match. Uh, makes sense. Um, you know, uh, returning to the WWE after injury and whatnot. Uh, and, of course, they're on a collision course for SummerSlam. Uh, so, Good for them there. Uh, Cody Rhodes, the the man who doesn't need a championship at all to be the number one flagship ambassador for the WWE, uh, defeated Dominic Mysterio pretty quickly uh, by pinfall. And, of course, Cody and Brock are now on a collision course for SummerSlam as well. We will get to that later. Uh, Women's Money in the Bank match. Io Sky. Now, yeah, I am so actually so glad that she won. Um, she deserves it, and she defeated uh, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, Zelina Vega, Zoe Stark. Um, I and I'll just go, I'll just go first here. Bailey uh, and the whole damage control thing. It kind of, I guess, storyline-wise, it can make sense that EO wins this, but she's also extremely talented. Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, and uh, Joey Stark are in their own storyline, so none of them need to win. And we are not in Puerto Rico, so Selena Vega is not going to win, even though she put on a hell of a showing on that show. Um, Let's go around the room. What did you think about this Money in the Bank match? Do you like the winner? Do you like the outcome? Jason, Justin Tucker, as in JT Wrestling, start with you.
2: Yeah, I think it's a good um turnout. Um just because um just because I figured it would be either Bailey or EO, but I'm glad it was um EO.
0: Yeah. Bailey Bailey's been there before, been there, done that. She's a veteran in, in the company now. She doesn't need it. Um so good for her. Uh absolutely. How about you, Fit Ugly? Um Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> You talking about the women's Mount Rushmore wrestling? Something tells me that none of them are going to be on your Mount Rushmore. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um. Anyway, yeah, Becky, uh, Trish, I don't know, but yeah, no, no, no doubt. So uh, you're all right with the winner, and you're all right with the match.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was fine with the match. Uh, I thought the winner, you know, it was cool. Eel Shirai is cool. I, I think, I think when I when I say like, eh, it was like. I'm not sure how much is going to come out of Io Shirai being the money in the bank, but it's it's cool. I, I'm interested to see where where things go with her.
0: Excellent. Yeah, let's see what happens. And uh, CM Funk.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm cool with I'm cool with Io winning. Um, I'm kind of with Eric on this one, where it's like, all right, what are they going to do? Because I, I don't like how they're teasing almost every single women's title match. Or appearance of a title where EO shows up and tries to cash in and continues to like something happens where she doesn't end up cashing it in like, I'm not crazy about that. And I, I just don't know where it's going story wise, it feels a little flat. So, uh, okay. so hopefully they do something better with it.
0: We will see what happens. Good spots in the match. Again, uh, not, uh, some pretty exciting stuff to watch and not any serious injuries. So that's good too. Um, and get ready. Cause we're going to see this one again at SummerSlam. Seth freaking Rollins defending the world heavyweight championship against Finn Balor. Seth freaking Rollins wins. Finn Balor loses. Uh, they've been in each other's faces since then. It is scheduled for SummerSlam. It's going to happen again. Uh, I, I just got to ask, um, I, I I love the two of these guys in the ring. Uh, you know it, they can put on a good match, but is this flat or is this I mean, do they need to do this again or is it just a matter of they they, they don't have the, the anybody else to put in that big of a spot at this point in time? I don't know. it just seemed because it was actually the the precursor to the main event which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, And it looks like this one again, will be a precursor to another main event because we're going to have a Roman Reigns match. We're going to have a Brock Lesnar match. So is anybody, I don't know. Is anybody think that there more could come out of this? I'll just open up to the, to the room. Anybody speak. Uh,
1: You know, I, I'll be honest, like the start of this program felt flat to me. Um, You know, it, it, I think Seth was too much into his character, you know, the the laughing and the ha ha, you know, all that stuff and the singing. Mm-hmm. But uh this past week on Raw, like I think for the first time, it felt like a real um like there was real, you know, the substance there to it. Like yeah. both of them both of them were very serious, both of them made good points in there, like, you know, back and forth. Like it felt like an actual, you know, promo battle. And it felt like, you know, okay there's some stakes here as opposed to just all right finn lost the title of seth seven years ago when he hurt his shoulder you know it's like that's all that like they were dealing with and all and it's like they've they've created a little more substance to him so so i think it's got a chance but to to be be better but you know but at the same time it's like all right we've been there done that so right
0: yeah Um, and they both kind of dropped the character um to get into that verbal battle uh, with that promo battle, you know, Finn dropped the Judgment Day, uh, you know, story character, and Seth dropped the over, over dramatic character, and they just kind of got into it. That that was nice. If that's what we get from now until SummerSlam, and that's what they do, mm-hmm. I think it could be better. That's uh, what they anybody need. else? Yes. Go ahead.
3: No, I was just gonna say, yeah, that's what they need. I think, uh, yeah, you know, dropping some of the some of the uh, the character stuff and making it a really personal
0: thing yeah i think i think it's good very good Uh, jt wrestling
2: yeah i agree um i i like the promo and i and i do like the both of them working together
0: excellent great stuff and we got one more uh i know we're getting counted down on segment one but uh you know as i said do not go anywhere we got segment two and three coming up including john orlando of the pvd cast so uh the usos Jay and Jimmy defeated the bloodline, Roman and Solo, Paul Heyman in their corner. And it was main event, Jay Uso pinning Roman Reigns for the first time in several years. Roman Reigns gets pinned. Um, Great match. Great story. Obviously, what they're leading up to is what we're going to talk about in SummerSlam. uh, Main event, Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns. All right. Fit Ugly, starting with you
3: um we're talking about the main event oh uh, yeah
0: yeah i thought i thought it was good listen I, I thought it was good
3: storytelling i thought that having jay be the one pinning roman was um the perfect idea um because we all know that this whole bloodline thing started with jay it was jay right he was like the first one and jimmy was out injured yes
0: i believe so yeah. or jimmy yeah. was on a sabbatical due to uh, uh like,
1: jimmy was out injured but yeah it was jay during the uh pandemic during the uh... yeah
0: during
3: the pandemic right, uh, right. Pandemic. So i feel like it's it's great storytelling over a three-year period that it ends up being jay to be the one to you know super kick roman turn on him and to be the one to pin him and you know to kind of set this up to go into SummerSlam um with them too because that's kind of like where it started so
0: um yeah i, I enjoyed it i enjoyed the match. jason justin JT wrestling.
2: Yeah, it was good. Um, it's it's a it's a good way to get them fighting, and it's a and even though it was more of a tag team, it still doesn't show Roman's really weak because it took two of them basically. Yeah, and but he took, he got uh, beat, but but he he's not weak because it takes two.
0: True. And it showed uh, implosion of the bloodline as well. Where does solo stand? Where does Paul stand? All kinds of other stuff. CM funk.
1: Yeah. I mean, the match itself was great, especially because they had all the callbacks to finishes in the past with the oh, low yeah. blow, with the low blow kick out and, um, and Jimmy stuck in the crucifix and getting out of that. And then the double pin um, that Roman tried, like he did to edge and Daniel Bryan and, um yeah it was just it, it was perfect storytelling once again with this so um you know and it just makes you look more forward to what's coming and especially seeing you know we jay against uh roman at summerslam i mean that's that's where it started that's where it needs to basically finish you know or, or kind of uh at least that should be the next chapter if not the final chapter so absolutely
0: i agree yeah. Yeah, the final um, could be the final chapter. I would love to see the bloodline story, you know, just branch off and and just con- continue to create great storylines. Um, don't know. I, they've been dragging this out for a couple of years. Don't know how much longer they can drag it. But to be able to drag something out this long and have this much invested in it and this much interest by the universe and whatnot um, is impressive considering how much content is out there these days um, to be able to focus on. Just one story, uh, and, and it's just so good. Um, and uh, so that's Money in the Bank. Summerslam, we will talk about a little bit later. Uh, before we get cut off here, uh, I want to talk about AEW Collision, the new show on TNT, the Saturday night's main event of modern day, um, as it were. Uh, two hours of mostly live so far uh, wrestling every week from AEW, and uh you know cm punk's uh live show it seems to be at this point um but uh the owen hart cup finished uh not this uh yeah this past week actually it was um and we have two winners now and we also had one of the greatest and i'm gonna just go right to cm punk for this one one of the greatest tag team matches two out of three falls uh, i think that has been on any uh televised or pay-per-view wrestling show ftr Versus the Bullet Club Gold, Jay White and Juice Robinson. I'm just gonna let you talk, CM Funk, because you had the beat on this before we even started talking on Sunday,
2: dude.
1: This I've never seen a two out of three falls match where every fall was a 20 minute like classic. It was unbelievable from start to finish. That the first 20 minutes, like you, you kind of were just kind of like, all right, all right, it's a match, it's a match, and then you're like, oh, second fall. It's going to be one of those quick pins, you know, like it's traditional. Next thing you know, 40 minutes later, you're still in the second fall. Like, and they haven't finished that. And it just, it, everything about it was amazing. Um, The storytelling in it, the near falls, the um, in-ring and out-of-ring stuff. It just, they, they did everything. And all it did was make the four guys in the ring. Um, that much bigger, and now much better superstars than what they were going into it. So uh, just an amazing match.
0: absolutely. And in a two hour live show to be able to hold attention for more than an hour, uh, and just want everybody wanting more. It was, it was amazing. Um, and then, uh, also Jason, Justin Tucker, uh, JT wrestling, I should say, we, we know you, we, you and I watched a little bit of this too, and I know you saw it. Uh, so we've got some Owen Hart foundation, uh, tournament winners, Willow Nightingale on the women's side, and we've got Ricky Starks, uh, on the men's side, Ricky Starks actually beating CM Punk, uh, with a legitimately blatant hand on the ropes. Um, What did you think about these matches and the winners and what do you think about CM Punk these days Jason, uh, JT Wrestling?
2: Well, I still enjoy watching CM Punk fight and um, like we discussed, he really doesn't need any titles to be relevant right now, so it's good to um, start one and I don't know much about Willow and the other one, but well, I'm glad she won.
0: Me too. Me too. And, and it Fit Ugly, did you hear about any of this other than from us? Did you see any of this?
3: Um. No. I actually, Uh. yeah, no, I haven't heard anything about this one.
0: That's okay. Uh, you, you you should go back and check out Collision if you can. AEW Collision. It's on TNT on Saturdays, but it, they they do um, you know run things back, like on YouTube and things like that. It's definitely worth checking out this two out of three fall match with FTR. I mean, uh, and uh, Juice Robinson, Jay White. It was fan freaking tastic.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, we we may have spoiled some of it and all for for the listeners, but at the same time, if you haven't seen it, go out of your way to watch it because it's it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no way we could tell you every little facet of everything that happened during that match uh, because it was – during that entire hour, they all worked hard. They all told stories. It was great. Um, Okay, so – Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Uh, You know, we appreciate y'all sticking around with us. Uh, We're going to come back in the second segment. We're going to talk about a little preview for SummerSlam. We're going to talk about the women's Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Uh, And then later on in segment three, John Orlando, the PVD cast, is going to be great. And uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, iCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, uh, iTunes, everything, Google yahoo you can find us everywhere because uh, as of the th- last time i still looked we were the eighth uh, top wwe podcast uh, roaming around there on the internet um and um uh, maybe that's just because they haven't came out with the rankings for the, the most recent month yet we're still number eight and mm-hmm. number eight is great um so let's take a break gentlemen uh and uh you know the couple of us here we're gonna come back at you know just a couple of minutes let's let's give it i don't know what do you think fit ugly Come back right at 6.55-ish. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I know whatever right. time you're listening to this podcast, it's great. Um, stay tuned for more of the Dirty, Ugly Wrestling Podcast right after this musical interlude. In
2: scene,
0: shining, so she's it clean. And we're yeah. back on the – damn it. Every time. <laughs> I love it. It's great. On the Dirty, Ugly Wrestling podcast my name is dirty mike and i'm the big ogre and we are once again joined by the one and only cm funk howdy and the one and only jt wrestling what's up uh, all right so um (laughs) hey before we uh go further i wanted to mention something i almost almost forgot but it's gonna be on shortly because it's wednesday night and you know what that means um you know, usually most people know what that means. A fit ugly, you know what that means? AEW. Yeah, ah, very good. That's right. <laughs> um, and tonight <laughs> just happens to be one of the uh, one of the most intriguing AEW uh on, uh television tonight because we've got the blood and guts match, which is uh, otherwise known as uh the better version of what War Games is these days. The double ring, double cage, um, should be very exciting. Uh, we got the Golden Elite, which is Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Hangman, Adam Page, also joined by Kota Ibushi, interesting, Woo-hoo. how about that, yeah, um, from New Japan Pro Wrestling, against the Blackpool Combat Club, consisting of John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, a.k.a. Cesaro, Wheeler Yuta, uh, Kanuske Takeshita, did I say that right? Close, close enough. Close, close. enough.
2: Close.
3: And.
0: And Pac, uh, uh, formerly of uh, WWE, NXT, all that kind of stuff. Um, And they're going to be inside double cages uh, going one at a time. And they're going to get inside all the cages, probably going to get on top of the cages, take some crazy bumps, do some bleeding, all that kind of stuff. So if you got a chance to watch AEW Dynamite from July 19th, check that out. Plus, um, everything between Adam Cole, Bay Bay. And MJF is just kind of gold right now. CM Funk, would you like to elaborate on any of that?
1: Um, yeah, it's it's gold. Yeah. It's, uh, it, no, no, seriously. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> the blood and guts things should be pr- pretty cool. Uh, you know, Kota Ibushi, big-time name coming out of uh, Japan. Um, I guess maybe he signed with AEW, former uh, tag team partner with Kenny Omega in Japan. So uh, a lot of history. And then, uh, yeah, the um, – uh, the other thing you mentioned, uh, MJF and Adam Cole, baby. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The two of them together, are um, they are dynamite, pun intended.
3: <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> they are dynamite. They are rampage. They are collision. Uh, they are all that. So, yeah, should be interesting. Check out AEW and uh, we'll have more on that uh, when we come back next time. I'm sure we will follow up on that. Uh, so um, i tell you what. Uh, let's talk a little bit about SummerSlam so we can get into the uh, women's Mount Rushmore stuff because our whole next episode is going to be around uh, the entire premium live event of SummerSlam. Uh, So let's get a little preview of what's going to happen so far. So we kind of teased upon this earlier uh, and the only two signed matches right now are Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, which is their third match, which should be the end, should be the blow off. We'll see. And Seth freaking Rollins defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Finn Balor. So uh, round the room, um, what do we think? Cody, Brock, uh, is this it? Does Cody win? Is it over? Does Brock stay heel? Uh, what opinions do you all have?
3: Um, you know, I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Cody wins. I don't know. i sure. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I really can't call it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, does is it more of a physical match than we've seen before or is it a straight up one-on-one match or, I mean, I mean, or, you know, do, do, is there ref bumps taken? Do they make it? No disqualification? I don't know. I, I mean,
3: I feel, I, think, I feel like Cody has to win. I'm sorry to cut you off. Phone. Nope. You're good. Yeah, I feel like Cody just. I feel like he has to win, right?
0: I would hope so. I mean, it doesn't make any sense for Brock to win at this point, but WWE has done stranger things at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, traditionally it's three matches, and this is the rubber match and all that. And um, I mean, Cody, you would think is the is the face of WWE, sort of, kind of. So, I mean, he's got to win. And I, I think they're going to make it a stipulation of some sort, the match and all. They got to do something different. So, and it's SummerSlam. So, big, big opportunity to do something different.
0: And yeah, we got a couple weeks. We'll see. JT Wrestling, any opinion?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where they're going with this either. Um, I'm I'm saying they let Cody win in some way. Okay.
0: And let Cody move on from Brock Lesnar. Yes. Then what do you do with Brock Lesnar other than give him a break for a little while and then have him come back to get involved with somebody else? Um, yeah, I mean, I would see Cody win uh, as far as the title. I think we talked about that earlier. Uh, I don't see Finn Balor taking the title off of Seth freaking Rollins at this point. Um but that uh, should be an interesting match if they let it go and let it get personal um, and potential SummerSlam match card. We have, of course, Roman Reigns defending uh, the universal undisputed universal heavyweight championship again or undisputed universal championship against Jay Uso. Hasn't been signed or made official yet, but you, we got to think that's coming our way. And we also have to think um, Becky versus Trish is coming our way after Becky goes through Zoe Stark. Um, at some point we have to think Gunther defending the intercontinental championship against Drew McIntyre is on the way. Uh, we have to think that Charlotte is probably going to defend the, uh, WWE women's championship, her championship. Uh, actually, no, it's Asuka's at this point, isn't it?
1: Tri- um, triple threat, triple threat match.
0: Yeah. against, uh, Charlotte and Bianca, yep. right? Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, we got to think Logan Paul and Ricochet are going to, you know, have it out. We got to think Shayna Baszler and uh, Ronda Rousey are going to have it out. Um, got to think Rhea. that... Go ahead.
1: Uh, I was going to say
3: Rhea Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez.
0: Raquel Rodriguez, yep. yep. Uh, they, You know, listen, they they
3: need <laughs> to put Ricochet in a stable or give him a mouthpiece. Okay. Because he's he's far too talented of a wrestler to be let go or to just have in a background. Mm. As, as you said earlier, during Mike, like he can't talk, right? Um, I don't know. Some
0: people just don't have that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he it's gotten him, you know, through the Indies and and through NXT Performance Center and then on WWE main roster for quite a while. So obviously, they see what we see. Yes. Um But obviously, he's you like you just said, better in the ring. And, you know, can give you those highlights that Kofi Kingston used to give us kind of that kind of stuff. But he, you know, obviously we don't want him to try to do that anymore because the last three times he did it, he hurt himself and screwed up. So we don't want to. But but Ricochet, we don't care if he hurts himself and screws up. But <laughs> uh, no, no, they don't. I mean, they, he's replaceable. You know, he's not like major storyline contention kind of guy, but he can give us those. Oh, you know, holy crap moments. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I'd like to see, you know, I don't know if he's judgment day material or you know uh bloodline material or anything like this but oh well, I mean, he needs a you
3: know, or, oh, he needs a tag team um but having a partner that is more charismatic mm. so yeah I don't know
0: that's what they usually like to do. Now let's let's just see who's not doing anything right now in the WWE that they well, compare he,
1: he he was with Braun Strowman and his tag team until Braun got hurt so that's Truth. why he's by himself oh
3: so, that's man. true that's true that's true that's true i forgot about braun actually i didn't, I didn't realize he was injured okay yeah
0: braun got speaking hurt
3: speaking of braun can i ask y'all a question Tangent. No. Yeah. All right. so i was reading an article and it was talking about bray Wyatt. i'm guessing hmm. there may be plans to be bringing bray back soon mm-hmm. every singles run of bray wyatt with the exception of the fiend has failed so do if Bray Wyatt comes back? Does he return to the Fiend character, or do you feel like he needs to be given a Wyatt family again? And he needs to go back to being the Eaters of World with some followers.
0: That and uh, he needs to put Braun Strowman and Ricochet and all those other people in that stable. <laughs> Not for real, like it, it solves everything you just said. Um. And, and it gives everybody a, and that was, you know, he, he didn't have a singles run with the Wyatt family, but, you know, he did great with the Wyatt family. Yes, That was great. And they need to they need to like uh, stalk people and try to get people to join and kind of like the Dark Order used to do in, in um, AEW. Um, <clears throat> that's what they need to do. They, they need to recruit uh, and they need to make that a story. And Bray Wyatt being the, the big one, the eater of worlds and things like that. That's my opinion. What do you all think?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of over Bray at this point, so not really excited about him coming back.
2: Damn, Funk, you over Bray?
1: I'm kind of over it, yeah. I feel like kind of alluding to what you're talking about, like, they keep giving him an opportunity and nothing seems to, like, have staying power or work, and, um, you know, they really screwed up this most recent return, so um yeah.
3: kind of over it, so... And and honestly, I feel like they screwed up The Fiend. Mm. I I don't know if it was Bray wanting time away, but The Fiend was red hot. I I don't understand what happened after that WrestleMania match with, uh, what was it, him and Orton.
2: Mm. Um,
3: But yeah. yeah. But I definitely think the hype of Bray Wyatt to uh, seeing Punk's point has died because... When he came back after the Fiend gimmick, I think most people thought that's what we were going to get. But we didn't kind of got the Uncle Howdy thing. And so now I do feel like Bray has to fight from underneath at this point if they're bringing him back because the expectations are low. <laughs> yeah,
0: I yeah. mean, when failure is your only option, um, you know, other than the Fiend. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's kind of rough. But I mean, he is extremely talented uh you know so if they if they do something that works with him and he stays healthy uh and stays consistent maybe something will work but I think we'll have to so, you know like let him. me ask you
3: guys this go ahead does this mean is the Undertaker and you know I'll kind of lump Kane into this are they the last of the like supernatural gimmicks that WWE has been able to create successfully
0: uh so far, yeah.
1: Uh, sort of. I mean, I, I, I think Bray, in any of his, you know, kind of characters, I think have been successful to a degree. Right. They just, they just haven't known how to continue that success. That's been the problem. Because right. everything he does is work. Whether it was Eater of Worlds, Firefly Funhouse, Fiend, um, even this most recent incarnation, you know, like it, it was working to start you know it's just they can't seem to get it past like 6 months of staying power you know so yeah, they can't um, they can't finish yeah yeah i mean nothing's ever going to be undertaker kane but i think i think he's over enough as a supernatural like you don't think of it as oh it's just a character you know it's like oh it's Bray Wyatt you know like yes. okay cool so i think they i think you could still get away with that in the right with the right people and the right storyline and all that and you know, maybe there's still an opportunity for Bray, but like, yeah, you know, so for me, I'm kind of, you know, ready to move on. So. All right.
0: JT wrestling.
2: I sort of feel the same way. I mean, I, I hope he comes back. I hope. Whatever they, a gimmick they sticking with. Hopefully it works this time.
0: Hope so. Hope so. All right. So, uh, if there are any more tangents, blurt them out. However, uh, I would like to go back to, uh, by the way, John Orlando coming up, PVD cast segment three, don't go anywhere. But I'd like to go back to the challenge of the Fit Ugly about the women's Mount Rushmore of wrestling. And I'm really glad you gave us a few days to think about this because I couldn't, it's, I, I couldn't rattle off four names that I could give you right then and there when you said it. And then I started tweening on a couple of them. And so my list became kind of a revolving door. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I've got a couple of definites in there, but uh, Fit Ugly, Uh, you you presented this challenge. Would you like to would you like to go first and kind of let us know what you were thinking about the Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling?
3: Sure. I will start you misogynist off.
0: Um. (laughs) Uh, uh. we do everything Um. on this podcast dirty (laughs) ugly misogyny um
3: so i'm gonna say trish radish okay
0: Okay. i'm
3: gonna say china okay i'm gonna say lita and i'm gonna say charlotte flair
0: okay
1: oh Oh. Oh. sorry go go ahead go ahead yeah yeah yeah. i
0: I mean are y'all right over there
1: Um. i'm 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 surviving Surviving. okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so give us your, I mean, obviously, you're more of a student of the, uh, I I guess, the the Attitude attitude Era, era. and, uh, you know, obviously, but uh, Charlotte's not a part of that, but even the Attitude Era and kind of modern day, even as we've been talking about. So give us your reasoning uh, behind each one. I'll start with Mm Trish.
3: All right, so Trish, I, I think that up until Charlotte Flair... I feel like Trish Stratus has been like probably the biggest women's wrestler that people remember or regard in high esteem. Um, And and I think that, um, yeah, so that's my, that's my answer for Trish. I I feel like she's been the most memorable. And I mean, I feel like we're seeing that now with her being brought back for this, I don't know if we can say this like a second run um, at this point. Um, As far as uh, Lita is concerned, I think that, she brought an element of alternative to the women's division when it came to like she wasn't the wearing a tight clothing like the other girls or, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. Um, She was like a little more of the emo punk kind of style, which was new. And I think that the rivalry between her and Trish kind of set the bar for what women's wrestling could be. And I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, they were the first women to ever main event a Raw, a mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw. That's correct. Um, China, I think, China, I mean, I, I just feel like China revolutionized the the women's industry as far as like what women are capable of. I mean, she was the intercontinental champion. Right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, right. I mean, it's like I can, you can't take anything away from China. Like most of her career was spent fighting men. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: So, um, you know, I think that and I think that in popularity and i mean you guys remember this as far as going back to the late 90s early 2000s like yo china was it like people knew her on a main stage you know what i'm saying like Mm, yep yep. um she so she she was she was i mean i remember watching her on mtv cribs you know what i'm saying like so people uh people knew china was um and then charlotte flair i feel like charlotte flair for me i'm not the biggest fan of charlotte flair myself but I can recognize the impact that she's had on the modern-day women's division. And, I mean, she's already, what, a 14-time champ or something? Like, 13? Like, something crazy. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's almost her father's Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's my reason. Fair reasoning. enough. That is your reasoning. Fair enough. CM Funk, are you chomping at the bit over there?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say chomping, but, uh, you know <laughs> – I, I you know, I can't argue with 75% of what uh Eric said. So um <laughs> yeah.
0: let me guess what that other 25%. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: no, no, look, um, you know, for me, um I I'm I'm on board with the China thing. She's on my Mount Rushmore. She completely revolutionized what women are in professional wrestling um to this to this day. So China to me is a no-doubter on on there. Um For me, since I'm a little bit more old school, too, you know, um, uh, I have Sensational Sherry Martell on there. Um, She was like one of the first women that showed you could be more than just a valet. You could be a wrestler. You could hold your own on the microphone. You could do everything the guys were doing, you know, in the late 80s and early 90s. So so Sensational Sherry goes on there for me. Um, Next, and this one's going to be kind of... um, getting out of the wwe world a little bit uh gail kim um she she completely she was the women's revolution before there was a women's revolution in my opinion um and her problem was she was doing it in tna um as opposed to or in mainstream wwe but she was having top caliber matches over or in um you know, in the TNA shows and stuff, um, her and Awesome Kong, um, you know, I just had classics and things like that, so Gail Kim goes on there for me as well, and then my fourth one, and then this one, this is where I don't know where we are on this, you know, kind of, are we talking just wrestlers, or are we just talking about pre- professional wrestling as a whole, because my fourth is Stephanie McMahon, um it's kind of like the vince mcmahon argument on the men's mount rushmore and all where you know without stephanie to me there isn't much of women's wrestling the way that it is today you know she helped get it there she also did her thing in the ring as, as a performer um you know was she great no god no but <laughs> you know to me she is a wwe superstar she is a professional wrestling person so she would be my uh fourth to go on my mount rushmore
0: I will piggyback, uh, and I will say, uh, you had two of the four of them, uh, exactly for the same reasons, uh, Sherry Martell, uh, for so many reasons, uh, before even, you know, mainstream television cable came around. And even after that, WWE, WWF, whatever, WCW, all the way up until she passed away, um, she was able to do it all she was able to talk she was able to fight she was able to valet she was able to wrestle uh and she was able to hold her own with the men as well as the women so uh absolutely she's on there for mine um and same thing stephanie mcmahon that that was actually that was the first name that came to my mind uh you know i mean obviously linda was there because of vince and linda did her own thing um you know so i don't i don't think she would be on the mount rush or even just she's old enough to be but no offense
3: uh, i'm sorry to interrupt real quick i'm gonna change our leader for stephanie mcmahon sorry i forgot about her
0: okay oh, wow. <laughs> we got a mid we, we gotta run in. We're changing it up. all right a hot we gotta run in for the fit ugly all right well stephanie mcmahon's three out of four we'll get to jt wrestling in a minute we'll see if it. we'll see if it's a clean sweep um and see if she'll ever put herself in the Hall of Fame. Um, but Stephanie, yes, uh, I, I agree with her as well. Um, she, she she was a performer. I mean, as far as being a wrestler, it didn't matter. She actually got, got in there with Vince in Baltimore and had a street fight against her dad. They beat the crap out of each other. But, you know, Stephanie uh, has been revolutionary on all sides, behind the scenes, behind the camera, in front of the camera. And I, I agree with her as well. Um, I'm going to throw in the fabulous Moolah. I've mentioned this actually at the suite uh, the other day, and I, I never took her off my list um, because uh, the longevity and what women's wrestling was at that point in time uh, several years, like 60s, 70s, all that, um, 80s even, uh, but she was it. I mean, if you, you had a woman's match on your card, you know, she was there. She was defending her title, and it was territorial, so she would do it all over the territories, all over the world, um, and I know there was some controversy, uh, with her after she had passed away and learning different things about her, but uh, that doesn't take away from her contribution to the business. Um, and I definitely think Mula's on there. And my fourth one, uh, is, as again, jumping out of the initial realm of WWE, but eventually she ended up there, um, Medusa, Alundra Blaze, um, gotta throw her in there. She, uh, you know, as far as women's wrestling in the. 80s you know she medusa you know storylines and and keeping up with the men and the women and on the mic and being tough uh, you know she was it titles and everything else then uh she came over t- you know to do the alundra blaze thing and and a time in the mid 90s when women women's wrestling wasn't that prominent she did the best she could with what she had and she was a superstar and she made herself a superstar then she took that title and she threw it in the garbage on uh uh, Monday Night Nitro uh, on live on television on WCW and that I mean was wonderful I mean that is a point in not only professional wrestling, women's wrestling but in the whole business that, is, that changed, people are still talking about that today um, so there's my four uh, <laughs> oh, go ahead who's jumping in there
2: Mr. Sneeze.
0: okay, bless you <laughs> Well, you know what? That's that's a good that's a good segue because JT wrestling. It's your turn. So, what do you got? The the four women on the Mount Rushmore. All
2: right, I definitely jumping in with Sam Funk. I, I first person I thought of was Gail Kim.
0: Okay, right.
2: All right. Um, and along those lines, I was also thinking China, mm-hmm. and also um like most everyone else, um Stephanie McMahon. Hey now for my fourth I'm not exactly I mean I was looking up names trying to think of when I saw them so um I really don't have a fourth at the moment
0: oh an open slot well let's see let's throw let's throw out some possibilities now obviously Charlotte's been mentioned before you know, Becky Lynch main event at WrestleMania won all the titles, you know, she, you know, she did that. Um, Sasha Banks, which is interesting that fit ugly, didn't mention her, but I don't know as far as, you know, her status in the business, you know, she, she's been a first everything in, in this, you know, women's revolution in WWE. She's, she's been great, but you know, she could possibly go in there somewhere. Um, you know, uh, throwing in a page or Soraya or whatever, you know, not a lot of time in the business and spent most of it injured, but that's another one that kind of came in like with Lita where she came in and was kind of like the anti-diva and she, you know, opened the door for a lot of things like that. Um, so there's a possibility. Um, Michelle
1: McCool is a, is a good one. You know, she, she kind of held the, she kind of held the women's division, you know herself while it was the divas you know division she and did.
0: Stuff like that, so she did um and you know there's that you know there's a lot of names uh that, that uh, <laughs> you know, uh the the bellas uh, i thought about that for a split mm-hmm. second just because uh, again you know nikki kind of went further than brie but brie had her moments but they they did everything, you know, public relations for the WWE. They did, you know, they were longevity, you know, 10 plus years uh, together and apart. And, you know, they had successful television, runs, several different shows. Uh, they they just made an impact on the world, as it were. So I, they were kind of on my revolving door, actually. But um, any, any of those might go in your fourth slot? Or are you going to leave it open and just kind of come back on one of these next podcasts? And like, I got the fourth one for you
2: um well i was just kind of thinking maybe to keep it modern but get off of charlotte for a minute um i say rhea Ripley, just because she's the champ now and Mm -hmm. she's really
0: developed she has and she has the potential to be one of the best ever i i I agree with that as a possibility on there um Good, good job, guys. I
3: thought Rhea Ripley is what
2: Paige could have been if she got yeah. injured.
0: Yeah, I feel you. And if Rhea sticks to what she's doing, and she's actually being protected very well at this point, yes, um, that that uh, she could she could have longevity as a champion, and with or without the title. But it's good that she has it because she deserves it. And she she could have gotten it three years ago, but COVID happened um so in those three years she just got that much better to be in the spot where she's in now and she's pretty much leading that entire faction when have you when have we ever seen i mean obviously china was a big part of dx but i don't think she ever led dx but rhea ripley is the leader right of judgment day right. for, for sure
3: yeah you guys want another question hey well hey hey can i
1: real quick i just want to go um comment about Fabulous Mula, if I can, for a minute. Go Just ahead. So, Mula is the first person I thought of when this question was was um, you know given to us and everything. But my reason for not putting her on there, despite her probably being the most famous you know woman up until you know you know the mid '90s and all that, is not because of the things that came out about her after her death, but the fact that she she held women's wrestling back as opposed to helping it move forward Mm. and to me that's the reason she doesn't go on my Mount Rushmore I'm not saying she's not one of the most influential women of all time in wrestling or (laughs) one of the most influential people in professional wrestling but for me the Mount Rushmore needs to be the best or the people that have given the most or you know that have that have helped to develop things, you know, in wrestling and stuff. And like, that's kind of why I put Stephanie on there and not Fabulous Moula. Cause I feel like Fabulous Moula kept the women's division from being, you know, bigger and better than, you know, earlier than what it is now, you know? So, so
0: by her, I, I guess you're, what you're saying is she wanted to hold on to the title. She wanted the glory. She wanted the spotlight, never wanted to give it up, never wanted to share it. And right. that's why one of the reasons why she was champion for 26 years.
1: Right. Exactly. So now,
0: granted, I agree with, with what you're saying. I don't know if it was, that was her decision or how much influence she had with Vince McMahon senior uh, or, you know, whatever promoters. Cause obviously it was very territorial and she had to go around. So I, I don't know if it was her holding up everybody and saying, I got to do this. You know, I got to be the champion. I'm not going to lose. I don't know. You know, obviously, she had somebody to answer to, but yeah, I see your point on that because she didn't, she didn't help it grow, but I, I, towards the end there with her and Mae Young, you know, they were there as a, um, you know, kind of like a a side piece to, you know, what the women were doing in the attitude era when Lita and China and, you know, Trish and all these people started to come around. Um, yeah. I can't, I can't I can't I can't say
1: I can't say she's a wrong answer to be on a Mount Rushmore. I'm just saying that's my reason for not no, because yeah. like I said, she was the first person that came to my mind, but yeah, after thinking about it, I was like, mm, I can't do it. So anyway, that's and all. You,
0: you and you had others, uh, you know, you had others that you know wanted to go on there, but this is why the Mount Rushmore question is great because everybody's got different reasons for everything. And I'm sure if we polled the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast audience, which we are, feel free to comment on any of our social media pages or send us dirty ugly wrestling at gmail.com. Um, tell us who's on your women's round Mount Rushmore of wrestling. We could be totally surprised. And, uh, you know, if we, we if and when we get that feedback, we'll definitely share it on future episodes. Um, yeah. So that's that's an interesting Interesting thing. Thank you, Fit Ugly. Now you said you had time for another question. I know we're getting counting down, but what 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 do you got, Fit Ugly?
3: All right, real quick, top three tag teams all time. Oof. Oh, oh. Uh, oh do, do we need real to come quick. back to that? Do we I need do- a week? <laughs> we need I <No>. need a week. <laughs> oh.
0: oh, okay. No,
3: we can do this. We, we got can it. come uh, we can come back on the next one with that.
0: We we can brainstorm and then we can come back. Um, okay,
3: so I mean we're talking, you know, heart foundation. Midnight Express, uh, Road the Warriors. Warriors, the Road Warriors, Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys, Edge Empowering and Curse,
0: Glory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's plenty of on this list. So, yes. uh, now, Fit Ugly, since you asked the question, do you want to answer it first? Do you have? I don't. Three? Have, I, I, think, I, think, <laughs> I, I think if I, you I, don't, I, that's okay.
3: I think I need to come back myself. <laughs>
0: You mentioned a lot of good ones in there, and I think uh, uh, there are a lot of good ones. Yeah, uzos, I'm the, yeah. yeah. Ooh,
2: I mean, man.
0: modern day. You think about the Usos. I mean, they've been. You know, that's great. But you want to talk about longevity over time? Uh, you got to throw in. You got to throw in the Dudley Boys. Yeah. Um, as far as it's you know such an impact for so long and they could come back and do it tomorrow again and they could be um you know mid 90s all the way to now hall of famers absolutely deserved uh that's the first ones on my list um what about the road warriors uh
1: road warriors are first on my list so yeah uh,
0: um. i mean hawk and animal uh all territorial all wcw or nwa at the time all WWE back and forth, back and forth, uh, you know, up until unfortunately some some passings away. Uh, but that, I mean, come on, the look, the 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 build, the, the paint, the the, the uh, go ahead,
1: the cr- the crowd reaction, like people yeah. came to wrestling events just to see the Road Warriors, like yeah. like they were over, like Hulk Hogan was over,
2: you
0: know. So. Amen, amen.
1: Ah, wow, that's a good, that's a good one. Uh, Isn't that
0: a good, a good one? one yeah, that's a good one, Jason yeah. Justin Tucker. You got any on your list there?
2: Well, I would go old school. I, I, I go to Demolition, and
0: then hey the Road Warriors. JT um, Wrestling, Demolit. You know, Demolition were like the uh, the 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 next version of the Road Warriors too. But I I loved Demolition. That's when I started watching wrestling. I love Demolition. I think they should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know and that's that's definitely a good one top three of all time maybe maybe not i don't know but that's that's a good one to start with uh anybody else got some jump in man
1: there's just too many there's it's (laughs) yeah you know what fit you got you got to come up with some easier questions for
0: us (laughs) (laughs) somebody mentioned the heart foundation earlier i think that's definitely i think that should be up on the list uh you know, heels, faces, um, you got the, the, the kind of the perfect uh, balance of technical wrestler and tough guy. Um, and, you, but, you know, you've got charisma on both sides, different types of charisma. You got dry charisma and then over the top, you know, insanity, uh, you know, and, and for their time and place. I think that, the, you know, they were they were pretty good as well. Um, damn.
3: I mean, you got the, you got the, uh, you got the new day. I mean, obviously everyone's injured right now, but I mean, the new day has had a long run. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we started that run. We started that run on a kickoff match at the Royal rumble a long time ago when I was double fist cheese and cheesesteaks right, right. and had maple syrup in my pocket. Yeah. Uh, that was, <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, Yeah. You know, new day, Modern modern day answer. That's that's wonderful. Uh, you know, same thing with the Usos, Modern day answer. I mean, that's that's great. And then both of them together, fantastic. You got to think of also teams such as, and I said the Dudleys already, but the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. I don't know so much about pure tag teams. Maybe the Hardy Boys more so than Edge and Christian. But Edge and Christian for the 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 two thousands all the way up for the benefit of those with flash photography. All that stuff was gold. All that stuff was wonderful. But, uh, you know, the Hardys right. brothers. So, wait, are you saying Edge and Christian weren't a pure tag team? I mean, they were – no. I mean, they they were friends. I don't know. It, it just seemed like –
1: They were tag team champs. They were in three or two or whatever of the best uh, TLC matches of all time that were tag team matches. So
0: No, uh, I, I'm, I I'm not Edge saying they're not. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they're not, I just, for, for manufactured, I don't know. It It's, it's strange. And I, I know they both went off and did their own thing individually, but they both can't, they can come back together and do anything at any time together. So, you know, I think they, I think they would all be on the same list. Like the Hardy boys, edge of Christian, all, all kind of in the same area there. Um, but that's a good question. But if we have a Mount Rushmore or top three or top four, um, that's a big mountain to carve, but we could do it. Um, you know, we could go all the way into Damn. talking like teams like uh I don't know. Um,
3: strike force,
0: <laughs> Hey, Strike Force was awesome <laughs> for the couple years that they were around. Um, you know, we also got the I, new
3: age outlaws.
0: Hey, yep. that's I was, I was thinking about them. Yeah. yeah, that's on the list. That's that's definitely in contention right there. Um you know, Rock and Roll Express, I mean, I know the Rockers kind of had a couple of years, and then, you know, Sean went off and did his thing, but the Rock and Roll Express, I think they're still around. Um, I, I, you yeah. know, so talk about longevity, that's about 40 years of a tag team about, right there.
3: got the Bushwhackers.
0: Yeah. Hey, they're number 50 on the all-time list, I just saw it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The sheep herders, the bushwhackers, absolutely. Hey, we're going to definitely come back to this on our SummerSlam episode. I think we're going to we're gonna need to talk about this more. Fit yeah. Ugly, that's great. Keep coming up with these questions. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 118 for us, but don't go anywhere because John Orlando from the PVD cast is coming up right after this. But I want to thank JT Wrestling. Thank you for joining us. Not a problem. I want to thank CM Funk for joining no, us, as no, always.
2: No, thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: <laughs> and, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and thank you for putting me in my place when I'm reading the internet backwards and it, <laughs> it was one turning on the other and the whole moolah argument which now you and I are going to have a cage match. Right, Um,
1: exactly, yeah. (laughs) It's fine.
0: No, that's what this podcast is all about. And Fit Ugly, I want to thank you for everything that you do and uh, for the Orioles suite and all of that. And, you know, uh, we got an interview coming up, so you and I should come back in about 20 minutes and get that thing going. But I want to thank you for what you do.
3: Absolutely. I appreciate you as well.
0: Thank you. Let's do that. Let's take another small break. We will come back after this musical interlude with John. Orlando PVD cast. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. But we're not done. And we're back on the dirt. Yes, that's right. On the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And this is segment three of episode 118. Seven years plus. This is great. We've interviewed all kinds of people over that time. And uh, we set you up earlier. We told you who was coming. He's here. He's back. For another run on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Um, let's see. How can I do this? I, I'm used to introducing people. But I got to say, this <laughs> this gentleman is not only the proprietor of the PVD cast, which he's going to talk about again, which you can listen to, which is an awesome show, which I've had the pleasure to be on. This gentleman is involved in the world and the business of professional wrestling on many different levels. Uh, this gentleman comes to us all the way from Ohio Uh, And but travels around outside of Ohio and everything like that. But, you know, it's this is not just a Baltimore based podcast. We get all over the world. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, Mr. John Orlando, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. John, how you doing, buddy?
4: I'm doing well. I'm doing great, actually, Dirty Mike. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you two guys about the things that uh, we have in common, which is that love of wrestling and that love of podcasting. That
0: yeah. is right um we because we, we do a little bit of that uh here fit ugly we do a little bit of the wrestling
3: just a, just a little wrestling
0: <laughs> little wrestling little podcasting few tangents uh you know that's what we do but john um i'm gonna go back and refresh the episode that you were on before to make sure people are listening to that too but remind us who you are uh what you do in the business of professional wrestling and tell us also a little bit about the pvd cast you go ahead the floor is yours
4: Well, I have been involved in independent professional wrestling in the state of Ohio for uh, going on 21 years. And uh, it all started uh, when I, well, it started with my fandom when I was, you know, a kid, when I was like seven or eight years old. And I found wrestling on the TV and uh, I was just absolutely glued to it. But uh, I started uh, uh, doing uh, ring announcing in 2002. uh, a couple years prior to that i kind of was hooked up with this backyard promotion because i didn't know how to get into biz you know and there were some guys that i knew that were doing some you know kind of lame uh, backyard wrestling because they knew that like we can't throw people off roofs or set people on <laughs> fire because you know because that's how it was back in those days you know what i mean and um so I was like, kind of like the ring announcer for them. And then I got a shot at a uh, a promotion here in Columbus, Ohio. They they were looking for a ring announcer and uh, I went to the show. And um, the funniest thing I remember most about that show was the promoter was like, you can just stand back. There was like this hallway uh, before you entered the gym, the gymnasium where the show was. And he was like, you can just stand back here and do do your ring introductions. And so I did one like that. And I was like, this sucks, this look, Howard Finkel didn't stand in a hallway, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I'm going out there, and I think he was trying to do me a favor, like try to keep me from being nervous, but I was like no, this this isn't what i this isn't what I'm used to. This is not what I want to do, uh and that was it. That was it, Mike, I went out there, um did my my spiel, and then the rest is history. I you know bounced around from company to company in in uh in Ohio um for a little bit but for most of my career for 13 years I was with uh, Ohio Championship Wrestling which was here in Central Ohio um as the ring announcer now I've transitioned into doing uh play-by-play commentary and uh worked for a couple of companies here uh, that are in the Central Ohio area and uh, I've even done some booking in the past so I've pretty much like done it almost almost I've had it, done at least it almost everything, a little bit of everything, I should say. I don't know why that was so hard for me to <laughs> articulate.
0: <laughs> you are a jack of all trades, sir. Fit ugly. This sounds kind of familiar. I can't, I think I was kind of telling you this story when I met you and we started working together before we started doing this podcast. I was telling you a story very similar to this of how I got into the business. Yep. Um, yep. but. That's that's amazing, uh, and it's great that you still have the love for the business. You're still involved in the business, and now you got the PVD. Ca- I want to say this, and I, I kind of, I, what does PVD stand for? I'm glad that you asked that. A lot of people ask that. It stands
4: out um, obviously because it's so weird. So, <laughs> uh, when I got into the the business of of pro wrestling at the independent level, the very first uh, company that i did ring announcing for was a company called fire nice wrestling mm. and one day i received an email from the promoter and he was like hey we're putting together a website so you need to fill out this fact sheet you know and it's it's your basic thing you know you know name height weight you know where you're from blah 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 and honestly guys i was looking at the roster and there were four people that were claiming columbus ohio as their hometown and i'm like Mm -hmm. i don't want to be the fifth guy like that (laughs) that just to me it was like i don't that no i don't want to do that but my mother has lived in providence rhode island for a very long time for almost 30 years and so i just adopted providence as my as my where i build from Mm -hmm. and so when I started the podcast, uh, because I go up to see my mom three times, usually three times a year, and TF Green is the airport, its airport code is PVD, uh, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to start uh, a podcast, and I'm going to, instead of podcast, it'll be PVD cast, and, you know, I, I kept it in those early early days of the podcast. I was keeping it to predominantly, you know, people I knew in the indie scene and indie comic book creators. So it it kind of worked um, pretty well because again, it was a very catchy type of what the hell does PVD get, you know? So, um, so that's the story behind it. Um, But I've been doing it since uh, December of 2020, uh, 2012, excuse me. Um, I like to focus on things that I think are cool things. I'm passionate about wrestling and, and comics, obviously, and, I'm a huge hockey nerd, uh, movies as well. And, uh, you know, I just like to have independent folks come on uh, to talk about what they're, you know, interested in and what their projects are, because I feel like, and it's true, it's not just a a catchphrase, but I really do think that like independent ideas are where cool stuff comes from. You know, you you look at wrestling, you, you got somebody on the indies doing a unique character. And a lot of times, I'm sure you've seen it, Mike, that that character gets ripped off at the bigger levels. But you Mm. know what I'm saying? But it's still it's still a cool gimmick. But unfortunately, it's not done by the same, you know, the same way or the same person in the indies. You know what I'm saying? So I think that like great ideas come from an independent spirit. It doesn't come from a corporation.
0: I agree with that. Uh, You know, it's. It's amazing, you know, what we see on television, on the mainstream, and then, you know, if you go to an independent professional wrestling show, some of that stuff is, is so gripping. It's got to come from somewhere, and, and everything has the basic, general, same heart and soul to it, uh, depending on who's doing it and who's performing it and who's booking it, but – you know everybody puts their individual touch on and everybody says that the best stories the best characters the best it's all these these individual personalities turned up to 10 turned up to 11 turned up to 20 you know and that's kind of what you're talking about with this pvd cast you know because it's a little bit of everything that you do and every little bit of everything that you are and you've been doing this for say 2012 that's 11 years now that's (laughs) amazing um longevity man
4: Real quick, I just want to say, like, when I started, I was only getting, like, maybe one episode out a month, or and then I got it up to two episodes a month, and it's only been probably the last, I would say, since the last four or five years, I've been able to get one out a week, but wow, I, I enjoy doing it, Um, there, there are ups and downs to podcasting, I'm sure you two gentlemen can understand that, yeah, when you <laughs>
3: absolutely. Which is funny because I feel like, and Dirty Mike can speak to this. When we started out, we were doing at least two to three times a month, uh huh. And and we we wielded it back to one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we did. Yeah. We I was thinking the same thing. Fit ugly. We went backwards, but it, you know, and and that's 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 totally okay. Yet there are ups and downs. You know, you just you just never know. But I mean, what I, I think what you've done with the longevity and, you know, the different things that are going on in your podcast, you know, we, we were going back and forth and now we stick to a lot of wrestling, but we were, we were branching out. We had motivational speakers, we had musicians, we had, you know, and a lot of different interviews, a lot of different people, not granted, we can still do that, but I think we are focusing on kind of putting everything into one big show a month instead of two or three smaller shows. And I guess, you know, for our audience and for, you know, for me and for me and Eric, that works. But for you, you know, the constant content is wonderful. And, and it, it, it can be rough sometimes because you got, you got to put all that together. There's time preparing, there's time actually doing it. And then there's time, you know, editing it and figuring it out. And by the time you're done with one, you got to step onto another one. Um And and, and even with the flexibility with tonight, it's the same thing. You know, uh, we had scheduled you for a little bit later on uh, in the year, but, you know, one of our uh, interviews, you know, kind of changed. And and I I let you know because you were on my list of coming up with the next interviews and you were cool enough to say, well, I got something going on a little earlier. But, hey, let's do it a little later. And Mm -hmm. we thank you for that. So we
4: we you you want the truth. The shoe is on the other foot because that's I, I had to do the same thing this week, too. (laughs) <laughs> I had somebody that canceled, seriously canceled on me. And I kind of had the feeling it was going to happen just because I've been doing this long enough. I could kind of tell when you get those people that are starting to drag their feet a little bit. Yeah. And I got the I got the notification uh, Monday, like, hey, can we do this some other time? Because some things popped up. And I was like, sure. Um, and this person actually contacted me late last night and was like, can we do Thursday? I'm like, yeah, we can. And I don't hold anything against that person, but it does put me in the un, un, the task that I don't want to have to do of shuffling people around. And unfortunately, I feel for this guest that's coming up, you got to go to the back of the line, dude. I, I can't I can't rearrange too many other things because I've promised other people other slots. Yeah. You know, and so I can't go back to them because I'd like to think that my word is it means something. And so, you know, if I've promised so-and-so next Thursday and they have been with me, you know, they've been in constant communication with me. I'm sorry. They're getting that spot.
0: Yeah. I feel that. Fit ugly. I, I think you, uh, you understand, you know, I come with you with inter- information about interviews and things like that. And I kind of, that's what I, I kind of came to you and said to you today. It's like our stuff is not changing. We're, we're still doing our time frame, Um, but you know, the interview is a little different. So I, yeah. I, I gave you the information, I set you up and, you know, but that happens. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, I appreciate your flexibility and I respect what you're doing. And, uh, you know, no offense to anybody who's ever interviewed for any of these podcasts, but I mean, life happens. I get it. Um, but you know, we, we gotta, we gotta work and stick with, um, the schedules that we make too. And that, that's cool. I think that's kind of same like the, the wrestling business. You know, if you, if you book somebody a month out for your show and they, they tell you on that week, Oh, by the way, I can't make it. It's like, well, wait a minute. I wrapped my, you know, I made a card around you and I, I put you in a match and i put you in a situation now i got to replace you in that match and i got to shuffle a cart um that can happen all the way up until day of because people would travel and you know people being late and changes you know as a booker you know sometimes you you're part of what you've been doing you understand that too so it's a crazy business it in you know, a podcasting pro wrestling and it, it's always kind of last minute you never know and even with the wwe uh, you know they change things all the way up to vince loves to just you know right before you walk out from gorilla hey you know pal yeah go five minutes instead of ten uh get your shit in and get out you know whatever it, <laughs> yeah. it, it happens so we, we we feel you we feel you hey i want to um <clears throat>
3: dirty mike can i go on a tangent with john i would love yeah, for absolutely. you to do that thank you so john question for you you, you've been in the independent business, the wrestling business for the past 20 years. Most influential wrestler in your life, like as far as like getting into the business, who is it?
0: Oh, um. Cobra Commander. No, 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 no,
4: no, no, Ugly, um, I, I'm going to say that because as a kid, you know, I thought I could be the next you know rick flair or whatever but i mean when reality sets in you know when reality sits in um because i went and tried out i went to a couple free tryouts and um i it, it was as tough as i thought it was going to be and even right before that i was like i would just like to do commentary or i would like to do something you know because i have a voice for radio i'd like to do that and the promoter that was running the show um running the the camp said to me he goes um how have you enjoyed the weekend i go sir it's been as tough as i thought it was going to be in fact maybe even 10 times tougher and i think that he kind of that took him back a little bit and i said but i still want to do something in this biz and he's like then what you do is you have a good voice for radio have you thought about like commentary yes i have Uh, have you thought about ringing out yes i have and his advice was Straight up, this was 1999. He was said, "Go anywhere and start because you can always move up." Ergo, led—that's what led me to this shitty, you know, uh, in uh, backyard promotion to do ring announcing for them because it was a place to start because I didn't know where else to go. Um, so for me, I guess that was a long way around. I'm—I'm going to say that for me, uh, Jim Ross, uh, Gordon Solley. Those were the two people that were favorite commentators and announcers for me. So those were the people that were the most influential um, when I got into the biz. Um, I think that I try to very much emulate uh, Gordon Soley when I do commentary because he had a very, like, this is a serious sport and this is a serious athletic competition. And I think I try to... emulate that or copy that when i'm in the in the booth so um i'd say those are the two that influenced me the most i like that yeah, brought yeah. out the
0: gordon Solie man that you know beautiful stuff absolutely <laughs> um hey that that's a good tangent fit ugly and i think i want to you know i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna ask fit ugly because i think john would be interested in this you know you started most of your education around this business is Attitude Era, kind of like when John got into the business. Mm -hmm. Um, So what was your, I mean, obviously what made you turn on the television and stay there or keep going back to the television or, you know, whatever it was, however you were getting your wrestling fix, what made you go back? What was your influence?
3: So I I guess I never talked about this, but I actually started watching wrestling before the Attitude Era. It's just that That the Attitude Era tends to be like when i got to the age of like you know like 10 years old like nine. okay but really i started watching wrestling probably back in about 94 like 90 yeah about 94 95 Ooh. so i literally cannot remember how it started yeah i was i was just too young i had to have been like six years old or so like six or seven years old I can't remember if it just came on. My parents are into wrestling. I genuinely cannot remember what got me into wrestling. I just know that from that age, I remember my mother buying me those Coliseum videotapes. Yeah, uh, and Maybe. watching and watching the Raws. You know what I'm saying? Like that—that that was just it. And renting some of the older tapes from like the 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 late '80s and stuff like that. And it just so happens that a lot of my real memories start and pick up around like that. 97 98 era when I was a little older but yeah so I can't I can't remember but Shawn Michaels was my guy when when I started watching wrestling like that's my guy to this day favorite wrestler all time
0: wow I like that see and it doesn't necessarily have to be one person or one thing that captivates you it could just be the the essence of all of it you know, that just kind of brings you back, that wants you to watch more shows. And that that was kind of what we were doing, you know, the essence of our conversations. And we wanted to we wanted to record them and make a podcast out of it. And seven years later, here we are. And John, you know, with the PVD cast, you know, the, the essence of what started with you and how it's all branched off and lasted 11 plus years. That is, it, it's not just one thing. It's amazing. And, but, you know, as you're saying, you know, how, how you, you know, came with the influences of Jim Ross, Gordon Soley, all that. I love that because I can remember Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan and uh, Jesse Ventura and even Tony Schiavone, uh, whether it be, you know, one channel or the other. Uh, Mike, uh, damn it. What the hell was his name? Uh, WCW. Why can't I remember the, Oh, the professor Mike today. Um, just all of these things stuck with me too. That's wonderful. And, and I think it's just a precursor of what happened. Cause I ended up being a ring announcer and a c- color commentator and now on a podcast. And you know, that's, that's great that we all have these, these long time influences. Um, John, I want you to t- tell me about something. I was reading sure. something on your Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, that, well, the PVD cast page. And I was looking at the most recent, uh, the worlds of professional wrestling and comics overlap quite a bit. Episode 388, uh, joined by Anthony Stokes, uh, the man behind a wrestling comic called Tap or Die. I was reading some of this uh content and looking at some of these pictures. It's pretty extreme. Uh it looks like it's very interesting, very well done. A brutal wrestling comic. Talk about hardcore. Uh, you know I I, talk a little bit about that and as far as how that relates to you and your show because that's that's rather unique
4: well it seems to be um, I don't know by happenstance or whatnot but I've been uh, blessed with having a lot of independent comic book creators in the last month or so Mm. that are doing uh, pro wrestling themed comics Anthony just happens to be one of them Um, Anthony in uh, tap or die is taking his um his tail and making it a little bit more how, how do I want to say grittier? You know, it's a little more it's probably more like original e c w than it is w w e so mm. you know, so um it, it's an interesting tale uh, of of one wrestler trying to, you know make his way up the ranks um but has the promoter at the top trying to hold him down and how sometimes maybe he doesn't handle that in the best way. So it's a complex tale. And, uh, you know, it was cool to have Anthony come on, you know, I've had some other folks, uh, over the last couple of months, as I mentioned, in fact, next week, I have another, uh, creator. That's got another fantastic and you very unique wrestling comic, uh, that we'll talk about, uh, next week. But, um, Yeah. And and I think that, you know, when it comes to having guests on uh, my show, I think that I do a pretty good job of vetting those guests and and having people that have unique ideas. And, you know, maybe, you know, I'm sure there's probably somebody that might say, well, that wrestling comic sounds like it's kind of blah, 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 or whatever, you know, but that's that's. That creator created that book. That's their vision. So you, you may like it and that's great, or you may not like it after you hear the episode. And that's <laughs> totally on you, man. That is totally up to you. I'm just presenting these individuals with their projects and whatnot. It's it's not for me to try to convince you to check them out. I mean, to an extent, I'm I'm encouraging you to check them out, but ultimately if you like them or not, is up to you. And sometimes I, I struggle, especially nowadays. I struggle with the concept of, ooh, should I edit that out? Should I not? Because everybody is really quick to try to cancel you. Ah. Mm. So sometimes it does cause me a little bit of like hesitation like, yeah, you know what? should i you know the dude talked about you know he's showing boobs in this comic should i (laughs) cut that out or not you know what i mean because you don't know nowadays you know
0: right and everything is if it's recorded and it's put out there it's 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 out there forever it's it's even if you you take it all down it's impossible to get it all back but um and even you know fit ugly we've had our our, and uh, we've had our interesting guests with their interesting vocabulary and content. Um, You know, shout out to, uh, you know, Brian S. Gamble behind the storm. Yes. Behind the yes, Deacon. yes. <laughs> I don't mean to pinpoint him out there, but he's usually the creator of all of it. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah. no, yeah, no. And, and we love Brian. No, no, but it's, it's the thing. Do, do, do you, do you take it back? Do you hold it out? I mean, but I tell you what, and I'm just looking at, you know, what this guy's doing with this comic. I mean, it's it's not that it's malice or if it's you know offensive to anybody or anything like that. It's not about that. It's just about that's the creative, uh, the creative mind going through with with Anthony. And then that's up to you with your creative mind, with your vision for your show. Uh, you know what what rolls through. But I think what you've let roll through um, is is quite entertaining. It's quite entertaining. It's quite interesting. And, and it's a good platform for Anthony to get himself out there. So, um, you know, check out the, and obviously I'm going to have you, you know, yeah. promote yourself at the end, but definitely check out, you know, Anthony's Kickstarter, uh, the PVD cast, all that good stuff. But before we do all that, uh, let's get into some Fit Ugly challenges. Um, he had a challenge for us earlier this week, and we talked about it on the first couple segments of this podcast, but I think we should let John in on the fun. What do you think, Fit Ugly?
3: I love it. Yes. Go for it. All right, John. So, question for you: We okay. often talk about the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. I'm interested in hearing your women's wrestling Mount Rushmore.
4: Okay. Uh, wow. Who uh, talk about? We just talked about getting canceled um, because, <laughs> I, 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 because I'm sorry. You, I, I say that only because I, fabulous Moolah is is there and i mean i knew she did horrible things but sounds or allegedly so did horrible it
0: sounds so familiar <laughs> yes I, yep. mean,
4: I, I see this is where i have that problem like i i god you guys got me on this one
0: because i had this, Mula on my list Okay. I I talked about Moolah in our fir- uh, in our previous segments on this show, and uh, CM Funk, one of our other pre- people, was gonna put Moolah on his list, but he had reasons for holding her back. Um, there's a lot of history with Moola there, so if you want to put her on there, that's totally up to you. If you don't, I, I'm,
4: I'm going because I think I think we have to kind of. I think to me, a lot of times in these cases, you have to separate the art from the person. Okay. You know what I mean? Whether you're talking about a movie actor, or actress, or a wrestler or whatnot, I think you sometimes have to look at it that they were a great athlete or a great actor, but they were a terrible human being behind <laughs> behind closed doors. And I think that's with Moola. I think that she would definitely be on that Mount Rushmore for me. And as controversial as that may be for some that's people. That's all right. You know, it's dirty um, and it's
0: ugly. That's why we're here. We're not right, we're not wrong. <laughs> just fans so you're a um, fan too go for it
4: number two would be mildred pierce um from everything that i've ever read or heard about her she was just tearing it up in the 40s and 50s as like just an, a phenomenal athlete a great wrestler uh a, a pretty lady as well um you know and and billy wolf was definitely um uh, promoting the hell out of her uh so i'd add her i think
0: she's a no-brainer um, mildred pierce that's interesting. I tell us a little bit about you said 40s and 50s. I, I mean, I think fit ugly. I don't know if you know that name, but I, that's the I no offense to Mildred and no offense to my history of the business. I've never heard that name before. Yeah. Well, wait a minute.
4: I might be I might be mistaken on that first name then. Hold on for a minute. Let me double check that
0: you uh, might be right. I mean, but if it's 40s and 50s, I don't know. I, I thought Moolah was going back long time i didn't know i mean i'm sure there were more before her but well hold
4: on for a minute we're gonna make sure that i have that correct there um because i'm pretty sure her first name was mildred but now you mildred burke that's who it is i had the last wrong name mildred burke that's who I was referring to. I knew
0: that name wasn't correct. I, I it. got it now. Right. Yeah, I got Gilbert. it. Okay, now I know who she, I know who that is. Okay. Okay. So now, now we're good. Okay. She was very, uh, yeah. I mean, if if I remember correctly. It was more of – it was the black and white era, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and, and she really did that up, kind of like you want to talk about the, uh, the black and white films of the, the 40s and 50s and things like that. She was really towing the line between uh, wrestler and superstar before that superstar name even became mm-hmm. relevant.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so Fit Ugly, if you ever look up Mildred Burke, uh, even on Wikipedia, you'll see. Uh, a little bit of what she, uh, was going through. I mean, I'm talking about like 1930s, 1940s, like way back when she was born in 1915.
3: Yeah. I'm seeing it. Yep.
0: Um, but if you look at it, it looks like, you know, if you look at some of her pictures, it's just, these are movie poster pictures, you know, this is how they would bill her, you know, wherever it be carnivals or, uh, you know, uh, entertain, whatever, uh, circuses, anything. But, uh, that's pretty cool. Mildred Burke. Okay. I like it. Keep going. Um,
4: number three on the, uh, Mount Rushmore. Ooh, there's so, uh, I'm, I'm going to go sensational Sherry.
0: Hey, okay. A couple of okay, us, okay. <laughs> couple of us said her. that too.
4: Tell us why. Uh, because I think she was multifaceted. She could be as equally effective as a manager as she could getting in the rope, getting, stepping between the ropes and getting in the ring. Um, she had that kind of like, she just had that sneer. She had just the the epitome of a heel female wrestler, um, and so I yes, yeah, she would certainly be on that on that uh, Mount Rushmore.
0: And you know what else she did? And I can't believe I didn't bring this up earlier, but I'm going to bring this up now. Um, she also held her composure during the live Mean Gene Okerlund interview with her in Harlem Heat. And
3: uh, <laughs> hey, I, knew, I knew you was about to
0: go. I knew because She's we either, had this discussion she, before. Yeah, she even comforted Booker
3: T. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like she held, she didn't do anything. She didn't break. She just kind of looked at Booker and like kind of like rubbed his arm or whatever. When Booker kind of <laughs> flinched after saying what he said, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I knew I did it." You um, know what
4: though? But you got to give props to Stevie Ray and Mean Gene because they don't miss a beat. They go right on with the end. They go right on. Yep. Yeah, I don't
0: even, they even think don't they, miss they were paying beat. attention to what he was saying. I think they might have been looking at like the, like a producer or a countdown clock or something. You know what I mean? I don't even think they got it. But you're right. They didn't. They didn't break it all. So we got uh, Sherry Martel. One more.
4: Wow. Uh, this one's tough. Um, wow. Um... Fit ugly,
0: this was a good challenge. This was a hard <laughs> one.
4: <laughs> yeah, look, I I mean, I have to be honest. I don't know much about the All Japan women. I mean, I, I, I you know, so I don't know if I would put Asha Kong or Kano hey. on there. This are,
3: we're all misogynist on here. It's okay.
4: <laughs> I'm just playing. I don't they, know were the, I, like they were both on
0: my list too. Like they both on my revolving door. Of the fourth one. Both of them. What you just said. And see, and, and
4: there's another one that I would like to mention, but it, it, I think it's so obscure. Ethel Johnson, who was one of the first African American female wrestlers.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
4: I. You know what? I'm gonna go with Ethel Johnson. Let's go. Hey. With I think. Okay. I think that that, that trumps all of like the rest of the ones that are on my list i think that the fact that she had so much her and her sisters traveling around the u.s you know wrestling their story is one of you know having to overcome racism and sexism and whatnot so i'll I'll throw S- ethel johnson on. well
3: i'm pretty sure you're going to get me canceled because uh i did not even <laughs> know who she was so yeah <laughs>
0: fit ugly yeah. my god how can you not represent like right. that? um Just, oh uh,
3: apparently i don't know my history yeah.
0: if we haven't been canceled by now we're not going anywhere so <laughs> uh that's okay hey great list john that's wonderful Thank you. and Perfect. um Yeah, I I think uh, that is a great way to cap off uh, this this interview. And this has been great. And, uh, John, I really appreciate being able to cross promote with you. I've been appreciative to be on your show, the PVD cast, and uh, we look forward to continuing to do this down the road. And we'll, of course, uh, tag you and spruce it up and everything that we do. But I would like you to tell the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast listeners once again how we can find you, how we can find your show and where we can find you working on the Indies. Well, uh, you can find me uh, at
4: PVD MVP on Twitter, uh, but the PVD Cast you can find at PVDCast.com, which is the online home of yours truly. Um, it's also available through all those major podcasting outlets. Um, I also make it easy for folks on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I do kind of a Facebook broadcast of the week's episode uh, at the Facebook uh, page, which is at PVDCast. Uh, the Instagram is also at PVDCast. Uh, where will I be? I'm I'm off. I just actually worked a show this past weekend. So I'm off for a few weeks. Uh, I returned to action uh, behind the microphone at the play-by-play uh, table for Ohio Wrestling Alliance, OWA. That's uh, August 19th. It's going to be in a small town called Carroll, Ohio. Got some, uh, some cool action already set to go for uh, that event. And um, yeah, that's about it. So you can shoot me an email if you want, John Orlando PVDcast.com. But there you go. Uh, thank you very much for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank John.
0: you. Yeah, for your time and, and flexibility. That was great. Uh, and Fit Ugly, that is a great way to cap off episode 118 of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. And you and I and the crew will be back on August the 5th where we are going to record live to recording because we won't put it up until the following week. But (laughs) SummerSlam 2023, where we're going to see it all happen. And you and I are going to have a surprise for the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast listeners. And we're going to have something new to share with everybody. I'm just going to leave people with that. I don't want to tell anybody. I don't want to give it away. I I want it to be a a, 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 surprise. It's hard to keep kayfabe in this business. But let me tell you what it's going to be fun, isn't it?
3: Absolutely. Yes.
0: <laughs> all right, John, thank you very much. We will uh, catch up with you down the road and fit ugly. We are going to log off of this episode of the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. Thank you for listening. We're not right. We're not wrong. Mm-hmm. We're just misogynistic. Oh, yeah. That too. Yes. <laughs> <And> that, <laughs> we're just fans. Yeah. That's all we are. And, uh, John, if you'd like to uh, say the word deuces with us and, you know, to help take us out, that would be great. You got Uh, it. So we're going to count down three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces!